This episode of the Two Droids podcast is proudly brought to you by Who Clothing. Two droids and no questions asked. Hello and welcome to the Two Droids No Questions Asked podcast, your one-stop shop for all the latest pop culture, movie, TV and comic book news. I am today, of course, joined by my ever-faithful co-host, Simo. How are you doing today, Simo? Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. The news this week has saddened me. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of um, unfortunate news come out, hasn't there? Oh, captain, my captain. Bar the news, Simo, how are you doing bar, bar that? Yeah, rather good, actually. Other than the, the, the sad news, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, about the same, mate. Yeah. I, I can't lie. One of the news stories uh, just it, it hit me for six. I really wasn't expecting it. No, no. I, I, I'm sure people could probably allude to what we're talking about here, but we'll we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean... We will. We will get to that. Um, now, on this week's show, uh, a show I've been quite excited for for mm. some time to record this one, um, because we're going to be reviewing and discussing all three of the 60th anniversary episodes of Doctor Who. Um, now, if you haven't seen them yet, of course, there will be time codes uh, in the description below. So I think we're going to discuss all three first, uh, spoiler-free, then we'll go into spoilers af- after that fact. Um, so if you want to miss any of the, the the spoilers, make sure to check out the time codes. Go and watch it, and then come back and listen to it. Mm. Of course, you know, don't forget about us. Um, but before we get to that point, as always, we're going to dive into the latest news and trailers of the week, starting with your nerdy news bulletin, hot off the press from the Weekly Bugle. We said some uh, some sad news, some sad sad this week news that we're going to address at the top. Mm. Um, the sad news being. Um, the Andre Brower, um, probably most famous for playing Captain Raymond Holt on yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, has sadly passed away at the age of sixty one. Um, his publicist confirmed the news um, and also added that he died of lung cancer after a, a relatively short illness. Mm. Um, so he, he wasn't ill for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, now, of course, tributes have been flooding in all week from his his co stars and famous friends. Um, yeah, I think Terry Crews in particular yeah, wrote a really heartfelt post. That was the first one I saw, um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It was... I mean, obviously, it's awful news. I was absolutely gutted when I found out. So young, sixty-one. Yeah. like Jesus. Well, that, that so is... I, I don't think it was publicised that he was ill either. So it really, just yeah, yeah. came out of the blue. I, I do think he, he, he carries that show. I think Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, best character. Yeah, on he's there. the glue. Uh, like. Just best character arc as well, you know, go from like stiff upper lipped captain to just like incredibly yeah. funny. Like the yeah. line delivery on everything was just incredible. Yeah. So so deadpan. Yeah. Just, and just I did it so well. I just love the it's the one that I love the most is the I think you should just you know, bone captain. Bone yeah. Bone <laughs> I've got a few fav- uh, favourites, to be fair. Oh, it's... One of them being um, Velvet Thunder. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Oh, just... um, but yeah, obviously it's so sad. Um, really sad to see him go. Um, in Fantastic Four Rise the Silver Surfer as well, is, uh, which yeah. I've not seen mentioned once. I've read a lot of like news articles and tributes to him, and no one's mentioned his role in Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Which we all know is his best... Um, role he's ever performed and the best movie he's ever been in so yeah I'd, I'd back mm, that best things um, ever been in 
Yeah. Uh, so obviously, rest in peace. Uh, condolences to uh, his family mm. and a very, very sad loss. Now, I wish we could move on to some uh, some some happier news, um, but unfortunately, we're still on the um, upsetting news for yes. a while. Um, I'd like to point out that this is upsetting, obviously for the sake of the victim, not for oh, yeah. Yeah, what no, we're yeah. missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> but this news, obviously, uh, that's broke yesterday, actually, mm. um, that Jonathan Majors uh, has been found guilty on two out of the four domestic abuse charges uh, that he was facing yeah. um, and could face up to a year in prison. Now, this, of course, means that he's been dropped yeah. by Marvel Studios. Um, it happened pretty much immediately, I mean, I, I I got the news yeah. notification come through on my on my watch that said, you know, Jonathan Majors found guilty. Then literally thirty seconds later, another one that was Jonathan Majors officially dropped by Marvel Studios. So part of me thinks they must have known that this yeah. wasn't going his way. Well, um, which explains the ending of Loki as well that, and how that was left. Well, I feel like they they were kind of backed into a corner, like, well, he's he's gone to court, so let's just try and make a. Yeah. Just let's make a storyline. Well, a little just add that line. It's just that line, isn't it? Um, from yeah. Owen Wilson's character, just like let's kind of cover all bases here. So if it goes one way, yeah. we can carry on. If it goes the other, we can be like, oh, it's capped. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll I'll mention something about that a bit later on once you've gone through the rest of the story because there's something I want to. Yeah. Um, like I said, you, you're right with Loki, and that it was very much left at a point where they could yeah either say no, this is done now, or no he's still out there um now they could recast the role yes but i have a feeling that they're not going to so um i think if they did recast it i think the baggage is now associated with the character just as much as it is him um mm, and the yeah. negative press surrounding that i mean i feel like you could you could recast it and it'd be fine i mean there's I have seen some rumours of people... Well, rumours slash fan casting. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fan casting. I've seen a, someone was talking about how John Boyega could be a good replacement for him. And I, I, mean, and I, I agree on that. It'd be good. You know, you'd have a bit of a redemption arc from Disney. Is it? It'd be like Disney giving him something new. Although it feels like they're already going to do that with his um, with Finn. It feels like they're actually going to give Finn the time of day that they kind of promised him in the first place. Mm. But Allegedly. Yeah. But um, with this, like... The one thing that I, I'm not I'm not happy with is like I've seen so many people online like he's been found guilty of yeah. abusing his girlfriend and there's so many people online that are saying oh another girl taking a man's future away from him and I'm like well, well no he abused his girlfriend yeah it, it's now officially it's been proven that he did it so he, yeah, no it's yeah. not it's someone talking up about abuse like that, what a stupid thing to say like yeah I mean. I've seen a lot of that as well, and I don't. If, if you read like any of the the, the coverage from the trial itself, I, yeah, I, I had nothing to do at work today, so I was I read through just to make yeah. sure that I understood what had what had happened as and that. There's a lot of the like emotional abuse that's been uncovered mm. that that he was that he was putting up. Um, I mean, obviously, if if you're sensitive to this sort of subject, um, yeah. you know, we're not trying to offend or anything, but um, when he it, it was really like emotionally manipulative and like threatening with that like it would be her fault if he killed himself yeah uh, and all this sort of stuff and it's 
just a rotten bloke <laughs> by, by all accounts. It's one, he's just thrown away his entire future in just one yeah. foul swoop just because he's been a knob. Like, yeah. just, just, just don't abuse people, especially someone, yeah. especially someone that's meant to be your girlfriend. Like, what is yeah. wrong with you? Um, but obviously, we're not going to get too involved in what the details of stuff. Um, no, because it's it's not our, our place to. Can't, we don't want to get anything wrong and speculate on stuff. But he's been found guilty, so yeah, it, 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 he, he's he's been found guilty. Like that's that's it. Bottom line. He, you know, yeah. Obviously, if later on they if they do another trial and then it gets reversed, then oh, yeah. But he's been found guilty and he's got got exactly what he deserves and should go to prison, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, the the big question for for our audience, yes, um, in relation to this story, is of course his role in the MCU. Um, now we've spoken about him being fan casted. Uh, I agree with you. I, th- I think John Boyega would be a, a great shout for that role. Maybe he would be a bit hesitant to work with Disney, but I mean, there's there's plenty of people. Well, uh, you know, that, that could take that role. I did call it. In one of the first episodes, the Avengers Kang Dynasty will not happen. I, I'd rather it not happen. Unfortunately, now, I was right. Um, so Marvel have now internally they're not referring to it as Kang Dynasty anymore. It's now been referred to as just Avengers Five. Um, while they iron all of this out, um, obviously the rumor mill is is swirling. Mm. You know, there's all sorts of things flying around. The big common rumor that we're seeing. Is the the next big bad is going to be Doctor Doom? I now I would I would rather see a Doctor Doom. I would. I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather. It. I think it'd be as long as they they do him justice and give him the proper story and they go for it. I think it'd be really good. Um, yeah, that that's my only concern about it is that we've had what two two projects now, yeah. like building up Kang to the big Kang storylines. And now, are they just going to drop Doom in without so sort of I, developing him first? So I, I don't think they'd have to just drop him in because is it two years away for the Fantastic Four movie? Uh, yes. So I, I don't, I don't think it'd be dropping it in because they could introduce him in Fantastic Four, or they could introduce him in something else, just like as a cameo mm. at the end of a movie, like they did with Thanos, and just yeah, yeah, um, and then and then it would it would work. I, I just think like with the whole Kang thing, it, I think it was just a bit too much. As well, I think yeah. they just went. They just like instead of building him up slowly and being like, "Oh, this guy's actually a threat," they were just like, "This guy's a threat," and he's a threat because yeah. we're telling you he's a threat. Whereas and Thanos, I don't think was it helps. Lewd, it was it was ten years <laughs> of like yeah. building. I don't think you need ten years of building, especially not. With, I think more people know Doom than they do Kang. Like more normal yeah, I, I audiences so. know Doom than they, than they do Kang. Um, I just think he's really cool yeah. as well. I really like Doom. I don't think it's helped with Kang stuff that every other movie studio has also decided to do multiverse at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's superhero fatigue. You can argue whether it was a thing or wasn't a thing, but multiverse fatigue is already definitely a thing. Yeah. Already. You know. No. <laughs> on on to do with like the, the next big bad. Now, can you remember the mm. other week when I mentioned that Bruce Campbell would be really good as a Beyonder? I yes. don't know if you've seen the rumours that there could also be, they could also move towards Beyonder being the next big bad. Now that would also work with Doctor Doom because in the comics Doctor yeah. Doom ends up getting the Beyonder powers, and I think that would be really cool as a way of setting in 
So you bring bring in this big bad of Beyonder, then all of a sudden, Do- and then you have Doctor Doom that you've already set up. Doctor Doom beats the big bad, then you're like, look, he's, you know, he's beating the the big bad that we told you about. Mm, just say big bad one big more bad. time. Big bad. There we go. Thank big you. bad. Big bad. Big <laughs> bad. Big bad. Yeah. Well, I I, I can remember reading a rumor um, when Quantum Mania came out that it was going to be the. The, the Kang the Conqueror in that Jonah gets sucked into the, yeah, the time yeah, yeah. thing. That that was going to be the MCU's version of the Beyonder. And that okay. was going to be him. But obviously that's all out of the window now. But I, I would like to see the Beyonder. I, I would. My, and my only worry is translating that well, to non-comic audiences. like Not necessarily translating it from the comic format into a movie format, but more just sort of getting the audience involved with it well i think you does we could also use it for secret wars as well because he literally he yeah, takes well, yeah pe- that's he, the big one yeah he takes people out of the universes and puts them into battle scenarios yeah so it, it that's would the whole plot yeah. of so, secret wars so isn't it it would work i think it would work really well and then you could have doom take over and i think that i think obviously these are all none of these are set in stone and for that but I'm no, just taking no. little bits and just putting together in my own head what could be cool. And obviously Bruce Campbell did specify that he is in um, the MCU, but not as Mysterio. So, yeah. And he does look like the Beyonder. So, he, yeah. you know, it's not a... Well, not only that, they, they tip in Sam Raimi to, to direct the next two Avengers movies. So, if it does happen, it we called it. We we yeah. we called it here. We want royalties. This is. I feel like we should also call, like just just to really make sure that we're on the money with this. We're also predicting that Bruce Campbell's just going to be some random side character. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll cover all bases. Is either the next major villain of the MCU for the next five to ten years, or is is just going to be like a caretaker? We are in the background. We are just clickbait, aren't we? We're like he could be the Beyonder. But he also, oh yeah, absolutely. Just like, but he also might not be. But he could I be. Mean, I'm, I'm tempted to put the end of the MCU in the title because <laughs> that's, that's our most listened to episode. Oh god. So maybe, maybe we put it in yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I think know? we should. I think we should put the end of the MCU plus Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. And if that's what's got you here, <laughs> you've already. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much you've listened to it. It's classed as a download. but you know stick around we do we do all sorts of great stuff here or don't Um, now let's move on from this story yeah Uh, but we're going to stick on the MCU for a little bit now the next MCU project to release um, which I'm personally really excited for is What If Season 2 is that this week? Uh, it is it is this week oh wow wow it is yeah just in time for Christmas yeah, so it's due to release, but it's going to start releasing on the 22nd of December, yeah. um, and it's going to be an episode daily, which I'm quite excited yeah, for yeah. as well. Yeah, that's really, I can say, because we did speak about it a few weeks ago, but I don't think we knew that at the time, did we, that it was daily? No. Which is really no. cool. I'm really happy. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, because it is just a bit of fun, yeah. you know, it's not particularly, uh, you know, it's not the backbone no. of, of the next five, ten years sort of thing. Um, but in light of this, we've got official episode titles Ooh. for what if season Lovely. two. Uh, so let's just uh, reel through these. So up first, we've got what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Okay. Followed by what if 
Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He'd get killed straight away. <laughs> well, I think this is from... You see a little bit of it in the trailer. It's ego. And this is... Yes, yeah, so it's oh, Peter Quill as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. But he discovers he's got celestial powers. Yeah. So it's not like current Peter Quill. Yeah, It's yeah. Peter Quill with like as a celestial, which I think could be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. But I think we're also going to get a lot of the Peter Quill apologists coming back. It's no, 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 no. It was still an idiot in Infinity War. You know, just because he could have wiped out the Avengers as a kid doesn't mean we forgive him for all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but the, the third episode, which I'm really excited for, is What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas? Is that also coming out on Christmas or Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, I think, is that? Uh, that's... It's Christmas Eve. I, I, oh, one, just yeah. just in time for Christmas. He's saving it just in... Obviously, it'd be stupid if he saves it on Christmas Day because it's too late yeah. then, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's it's going to be very diehard, I, I think. Yeah. Again, there's a shot in the trailer of him like crawling through vents and stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's just going to be a bit of fun. That. I might watch that instead of yeah. that. No, I'll still watch Die Hard. I'm forming about it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the... It was an advert for the Super Bowl, I think, where it was um, like Happy Hogan sends Tom Holland Spider-Man to get snacks. I don't think I have seen To watch seen the game. Them. I don't think I've seen that, no. Oh, it, it, it's just a, like, a bit of fun. It's only like a couple of minutes yeah. long. But I think it's going to be like a similar vibe to that, which would be quite good. Sounds shit. Um, well, you hear that, Tom Holland? <laughs> I know you're listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't I, want I, to come to the premiere. Avid listener, Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows. I talk to him all the time. He let me know. Mm. Um, now, on Christmas Day, we're going to get, what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Now, I have some questions on that. Is that what if Iron Man landed on Sakaar? Or is that literally what if Iron Man crashes into the Grandmaster? I think it's the Mario Kart episode, isn't it? I think it's that one. Yeah. Um, so I think it's I think it's just a, a funny title. I think it's just yeah. it's going to at some point. Well, you won't watch it. It won't even crash into it. It'll just like tap into it. But it'll just be like, oi, what are you or doing? Or it'll just land on Sakaar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. But, you know, that could be cool. Just see the Grandmaster just wiped out immediately mm. and then. Iron Man takes over on Sakaar. That would be pretty entertaining. Uh, next, so this is a bit of a continuation from a, an episode in season one. Yeah. And that is, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Nah, I'm not really excited Which, for that one, if I'm being honest, because it, no. it's just... That, the things that I didn't like about the first season was when it was just... Imagine if it was the same thing, but a different person did it. And it's yeah. just like... Oh, you literally can do anything and you're just doing the same story just you've just yeah, taken one person, person and put that person there and I, it made sense for the Captain Carter to introduce her I, I understand that but like it sounds like it's going to be fucking boring if I'm being honest that one yeah. the other ones are more excited because they're different but that one's mm, yeah, yeah no, well speaking really. of different the episode after that is the first introduction of a brand new character for the MCU. So this isn't a character that exists in the comics. This is a, a brand new yeah. uh, thing entirely for, for the MCU, which is pretty cool. Um, and this is in What If Kahori Reshaped the World? Um, so Kahori, from what I've seen, is going to be uh, like a Native American mm. superhero, um, which I think if they really lean into that sort of like art style, could be really cool visually. Okay, yeah, I get you. Um, my only thing on on that is, you, if you're doing what if, 
why are you doing what if with a new character that we've not seen before? Yeah. Because it's just like, okay, like <laughs> there's not really a what if because it's just a new story. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, I, I get it, if but I'm like, why don't you, why don't you just, yeah. surely the introduction of her should be actually in the MCU, not in an alternate timeline. Like, yeah, I feel like this is uh, testing the waters. I say, it seems like a soft to, to a see soft how it boot, goes yeah. down. Seems like a yeah, soft like if people love the character and it, you know it's really good, then they'll be like, oh yeah, you know they're also in the MCU as well. Yeah, but like it, in mainstream just, canon. I'd just rather they just did that first though. Like, I'd, I'd, yeah, because it feels like a just weird. Have, place have some to, conviction. Yeah, it feels like a weird place to to to, to kind of just pilot it in in a, yeah. in a what if series when yeah, like I'd rather see outlandish things with people we already we already know like i'd want one what if series one that i'd like to it's not on it and I'd, i would like to see it because i've read the comic on it it was really cool was um what if uh the punisher had spider-man powers or was it what if spider-man was the punisher that's it yeah what if spider-man was the punisher yeah yeah really cool i'd like to see something like that where it's like characters we already know weird scenario like i mean they have loads of what if yeah. comics follow them like yeah, maybe like an, an R-rated series. Ooh. It'd be cool. Um, but a few more episodes to get through. Uh, the next one being, what if Hella found the Ten Rings? Ooh, very, I think this powerful. episode is going to be cool as yeah. fuck. I'd like to see more of Hella. In like, in, even yeah, in, in the MCU, I'd like to see more Hella. Um, yeah. I reckon I could I'd fix like it. Maybe like a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, worth it. <laughs> Rather you than me, buddy. <laughs> you give it a try. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe like a prequel movie Ooh. of like her and Odin's conquest. Oh yeah, I that'd think be that'd sick. Be really cool. Like a that a bit more of like a mature sort of one. Do you reckon? Where it's like it's like yeah, a bat, yeah. it's like battles, like actual battles. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be really. That'd cool. be really cool. Yeah, I like that actually. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that episode. The next one, I think, is the episode I'm most excited yes, for. Yes, I remember you saying. Which is. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it sounds like a bit of fun. And, I'm hoping you know, they, they touch like into like, history. Sort of like Shakespearean language. Oh, I'm sure they will. I hope they do. They must It'd do, be really right? funny if they do. I think that'd be cool. Well, I feel like in the trailer you see um, Scott Lang wearing like a rough. Okay. Like Shakespeare. So you'd think they're, mm. they're going to lean into it, I guess. Um, and then the final episode being what if strange supreme intervened intervened, intervened with what? what yeah um, not sure i'm gonna say that what what's he intervening in strange supreme which one's which one's the strange supreme because we've seen so many different so, iterations of strange now i'm trying to he's the the one in from what if season one okay yeah yeah the one who turns is that is it the same one that we saw in um no Multiverse of Madness is not. No, not it's the a one from the piano, one, yeah. the music fight. Okay, but intervened. Is that um, is that going to be intervened in the? I'm not going to speculate because we could we could talk about anything there. I think it's probably going to be related to the Watcher himself. Okay. Um, okay. Because I mean, similar to like how we had the Ultron last time when he he figured. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay. That was but, really because cool. he spoke he's spoken to the Watcher like multiple oh, times yeah, has, at this yeah. point yeah 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 that's true so yeah, I feel like it might be something linked to that yeah I, I could um, see that but no 
I'm I'm really excited for this series. I've really enjoyed season one. It's just fun. It isn't is it? just a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's comic book at the end of the day. I like it when it's just not really deep. It's not deep at all. It's a yeah. bit of a roll. I like that. Yeah. A daily episodes is a fantastic shout. Now, Samir, Adam Driver mm. has made headlines this week. He's had Star Wars nerds just eating out the palm of his hand. Um, so he's been doing uh, press for his latest movie, Ferrari, which is uh, due to land next week. Adam Driver cinemas. plays another Italian man with a brand. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's found his niche. <laughs> and, you know, good for yeah. him. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so he's uh, he made an appearance on the Rich Eisen show this week. Okay. Um, where he was obviously discussing Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we, we touched on it a bit last week. Like, whenever you're in this sort of property, just be prepared for your whole life to just be constant questions yeah, about if you're in, said property. If you're in a blockbuster that's pop culturally relevant, it's just always yeah. kind of going to be. Like, any, any franchise movie, yeah. you know, you, you're still kind of afraid. Um, but he opened up um, when questioned about the original arc that was intended for Kylo Ren. I have seen this. Obviously, his, yeah. his character. Um, so he revealed that his original arc was going to be sort of the opposite of, of Darth Vader. Yeah. So whereas Darth Vader, original trilogy Darth Vader will say, obviously starts off evil yeah, and slowly yeah. gets redeemed throughout the process of the three movies and then eventually comes back to the light side. Kylo Ren was going to be the opposite. So he was going to start evil and end up even more evil and just be like super committed to the dark side. Did you see what he actually said about that as well? He was like, well, I, even though that wasn't the arc, I just carried on playing him as if that was it. And it's like, yeah. you, you can see yeah. that in like, in uh, especially in The Last Jedi, when he's just like, yeah, you can, yeah. He just seems evil and then they just, ah, just, I wish he didn't tell us this. Because it's again, yeah. it's another one of those things where it's when they, when you've seen the the original script for episode nine, and you see this, it's like just mm. the stuff we were meant to get. Just yeah, it sounds really good. <laughs> or even then, just like if if the even if this wasn't the original plan, if we could have just had that from the beginning yeah, and had yeah. the, a, a a story over three movies rather than this movie is is bad. This movie, we're not entirely sure. We're going to see how the audience reacts, yeah, and yeah. then in the last one, we're going to change it completely. But if you'd have given us just a complete arc in general, that would have been great, so I, rather than chopping and changing. I mean, but with Star Wars, the original trilogy didn't really have a plan. So, like, I get it, but like, when you're then taking over a franchise that's very well beloved mm. and very well liked, and you aren't the person who created it. Make a plan. <laughs> make a plan. Yeah. Uh, and if you have and made think... a plan, maybe stick to it because that's why the movies don't flow as well because they're just... Yeah. They they go... It's, it was like a tug of war, wasn't it? Because Ryan Johnson then took what was in The, last, uh, in the Force Awakens, continued it in his way, and then J.J. Um, Abrams was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm just going to... It's going to do my own thing again. And it's just like, oh, they just that's why they just feel disjointed. Yeah. Just... No, d- disjointed is the perfect word for it, mm. I think. I think especially because when they announced the sequels, they said, we're going to do three more movies. We're going to wrap up the Skywalker saga. You know, this is going to be like the definitive bookend yeah, yeah. to, you know, the main story movies. And then they just... Didn't do any of that. Just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just went, you know, the characters you really like... 
well, because we want to make our own future movies, we're not going to reunite them, and we're not going to do a lot with them. Like, I don't mind the the whole grumpy Luke. Fine, I get it. Yeah. If it make it, Yoda, it's fine. <laughs> they just yeah. did a Yoda, but yeah, no, I'd rather have seen Dark Side. Ren. Yeah. Because I really like Kylo Ren. It's my favorite character from the sequels, and it just I'd like to see him just full on evil. Yeah, and I think you can see this with like the Knights of Ren as well. That was yeah. clearly planned yeah. to be something, and I know they expanded on it on it in the comic books and stuff, which is they they are pretty cool, and they sort of delve into like what the Knights of Ren are. It's like well, they're basically just like space pirates that worship the Sith. Yeah, it's like well that would have been cool. Yeah, to yeah see. it would have been like, really cool. Uh, I think we see them in like three shots of, of those three movies. Like, <laughs> one of them just like walking down a corridor. One of them stood on top of like some sand. Yeah. And then the the final one when he kills them all. I'm gonna say like we literally got that these. It's funny the first time we see Snoke and Kylo Ren is like Kai. It was like the, the the Knights of Ren. Yeah, the leader of the Knights of Ren. And it's just like oh that sounds really cool. And then you started with the voice then, yeah, and then gave yeah, up. I, did, yeah. I was really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I like... was expecting the accent throughout. And then, like later on, you see when they when you see him in the final movie, they're walking through, and all stormtroopers are like, "Oh my god, what are the Knights of Ren doing here?" And it's just like, ah, oh, and and the shit. <laughs> mm. It just absolutely carves through them all. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a bit disappointing. Like I say, with Episode Nine, reading like what you could have had. Yeah. You know, it's like when did you ever watch Bullseye? The the, the game show. Yeah, yeah, we could, yeah, yeah we yeah. could have had, where well, you could have won. Is what you could have yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, it's just a speedboat. It's like, but <gasps> your wife doesn't know how to throw a dart, so you're going home with nothing. It's just, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Now we'll stay on Star Wars. Okay. Two pieces of Star Wars news this month. Ooh, uh, this week, this sorry. Yeah. So again, this is all just rampant speculation and, and rumors. Nothing bait. confirmed as of yet. Absolutely, we love a bit of clickbait. That being that Mando Season 4 is rumoured to begin filming in February 2024. Okay. Now, I know they did confirm that they were doing a Season 4 and that they'd said, you know, pre-production started pretty much immediately after Season 3 had had. Um, But yeah, rumoured to start filming early next year, which they take, obviously, a couple of months to film. Yeah. A year to turn it around. We're probably looking mid twenty twenty five for yeah, Mandalorian seems, season seems four. About, seems about right. Yeah, but and that's if Pedro Pascal's schedule lets them. Well, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna be there, is he? So he can just record it on his on his iPhone and yeah. just send him in. It's just ADR. Yeah, like it's it's not really that hard for him to do. Just a f- no. few lines. His stuntman has got all the mannerisms down to a T. He, he doesn't yeah. really need to be there. Um, I mean, was the did we get a, a scene in season three with his helmet off? Because we definitely got one uh, in season one and two. I don't think we did, and I think because they ended up part of the story was definitely so we didn't have to have Pedro Pascal on set because they were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, "You've been forgiven for taking your helmet off." <laughs> this is like now, just don't do it now again. You must wear it all the time, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. And then he was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be on. Well, then there was the clickbait. It was like, Pedro Pascal, is it Mando anymore? It's like, no, he said he's not going to be on. He's not playing him anymore. He's going to voice him still, but not going to play him. And yeah. it makes sense. I mean, he could do it. He can do that until he's 80. He's very busy. Like, yeah. But I, I really hope that in the next season, I just want every episode not connecting really. No overarching story. Just every episode, no. he goes and does a bounty. And that's that's what I want. I want him just yeah. Because it feels like they've wrapped. They felt like they've wrapped up his arc. Yeah. And it's just I don't really know where else they're gonna go. And I I don't want them to do the whole throne thing in that. I want that to be like part of the heir to the the Empire movie. Um, but there's also yeah. been rumours about. Um, so I don't know if you've seen this this week, uh, but they were talking about uh, Ezra Bridges. Uh, armor and how it's made out of dog tags, and he's he mm. literally went. Someone asked him about, oh yeah, what, what's with the dog tags, and he's like, oh, I can't talk about that. Ah, so, okay. And there's rumours that they're going. There's going to be something to do with Ezra Bridger on that planet. So whether that'll be a TV show mm. or part of a movie, or if it will be explained in the proposed, everyone's calling it the heir to the Empire movie. We don't know what it's going to be. We just know that there is a movie think- being talked about. It could be that. But I don't think we can rule out that Disney just has like a trained sniper on all of its stars twenty four seven. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just just in case. I, I know, can imagine it might amount to be absolutely nothing, and the dog tags are just a cool design choice. Yeah. But he's seen like the red dot on the wall behind him. He's like, oh no, I can't say it. Next question, please. Yeah, uh, but obviously there's been no confirmation on plot or returning characters or anything like that for Mando season four yet. Uh, I agree with you. I'd like just to see like episodic bounties yeah, yeah. and just you know go back to more like season one yeah, yeah. sort of thing however i would also like to see jinjarin riding the minnesaur oh shit yeah i forgot about that yeah oh yeah is it even gonna be about him because i think so. because they have didn't they say that or did john favreau mention that the mandalorian isn't him it's not just him it's it's kind of, the, of. There might be, an ep- it might move on to other characters that are Mandalorians and follow those stories. Yeah, um, um, I think that came off back of yeah, the rumors. They, they that, kind of said yeah. that. So I, I wouldn't mind where, that, but I liked Jinjarin. I think like, they I said like, that more to try and mitigate a lot of the hate towards certain characters. Yeah. Um. Yes, I mean he is the Boogie Mandalorian. Town. I mean Bogota. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, if you turn the subtitles on, and then yeah, yeah. when it, it he says appears, the Mandalorian. yeah, the Mandalorian theme yeah. as well. Like whenever he speaks, he does the just what you know that one. You know, so I think I also think those things get just massively blown out of proportion by like the opposing people, the people that sort of the ones that are just being like awful about Bo-Katan yeah. on the internet. Yeah. I feel like they just take that and run with did it even further. You, did you see the interview? Uh, like, which was they're, like, taking, they're taking the Mandalorian away from us. <laughs> you see like, the, uh, go outside, mate, was please. Like, 50% of the, of the fan base hate me, and the other 50% want me to sit on their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just made me laugh. Flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to dis- disclose what answer I got on this, <laughs> this podcast, but... Uh... Mm. I can't wait to see the... <laughs> The official Twitter page of, of this podcast, that two droids podcast, mm. um, just spamming hate towards an app. Yeah, it wasn't that one. 
Um, now, the final piece of news this week. This is something I'm so excited for. Um, so, we've got the first picture, or the first look, mm. of Willem Dafoe in the upcoming Nosferatu movie. Um, so, it was released this week with a couple of others, but this is by far the best one. Um, with an exclusive with Entertainment Weekly. Mm. Um, so, uh, the Nosferatu movie, due to release next year, um, but by uh, Robert Eggers. Uh, yeah, it's like great director uh, on a decent run of movies as well to be fair to him um, and we get the first look at Willem Dafoe who's playing and this is a direct quote a crazy vampire hunter I mean he does seem crazy and I could see him as yeah, a vampire I mean, hunter so. in the photo he looks absolutely like maniacal So is it, it going to be if Green Goblin was a vampire hunter is, is that what we're getting I think so or maybe have you seen The Lighthouse I've I've not I, I really want to watch it, but I'm like trying to save it for like a, a perfect night where I've got so I can that's uh, Robert Egger as well. Mm. He he directed that. Isn't that uh, Will Dafoe has sex with a mermaid? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. It is is a bit maniacal in that one as well. Um, but I I just want to see him completely unhinged. Mm. I think that'd be so entertaining. That'd be cool. Um, but speaking of unhinged. Um, they've opened up about like some of the scenes okay. in the movie. One of them with Willem Dafoe, he's performed a scene that features him and two thousand real live rats. That, in the scene, that's really impressive. What like you know, have they got lines? Have, have they? Do they know stage direction? Yeah. Do they? What are they doing? What's, what's their roles? I, I like this. Are they all playing vampires? Yeah, yeah are they vampire rats, or what? are they crazy vampire hunter rats? Yeah, maybe he's trained him. Mm, maybe he's trained him. Not the character, just Willem Dafoe. And then maybe one of them slips into a sewer and then trains a couple of turtles. You know, oh God, it all makes yeah, sense. It all, it, all, it all adds up now. <laughs> Who thought that Nosferatu was pre-cool to Ninja Turtles, huh? <laughs> Not me, um, that's for sure. What I want to happen is at the end of the entire movie, we see another vampire pop along, goes up to Willem Dafoe, and he's just like, See, I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. And it's actually Jared Leto. Mm. And that's a little... Whoa! That's what I want to see. Yeah. That's what I want to see. The vampire cinematic universe. <laughs> and the, I'd love to see oh, that. I could have Nicolas Cage um, as well, because he plays uh, a Dracula, doesn't he? Twice. He does, yeah. So he's played a Dracula twice, hasn't he? Probably more than that, mm. if you count all the director video... Yeah, probably. <laughs> ...movies that he's made over his career. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited for this movie. I think Robert Egg is a great director. Nosferatu is like pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, based on um, obviously Bram Stoker's Dracula. Then there's another book that I can't quite remember the name is of that, not, that is it that is based Nosferatu? off. Is that not? No, I don't think so. Mm. It's it's names. Is it is else. it not following on from um, the old? Is there, there's an old Nosferatu movie, isn't there? Is it not? Is it is it just? Do- uh, there's there's two. But this is a, a new okay. So, so they're not they're not that, just yeah. adapting that old movie into a, a new and for a new audience. No. Then okay, that's pretty cool. No, I, no. I, so it's like a, a new interpretation. Um, yeah, I think it's due to come out next year. Um, also starring Lily Rose Depp, Bill Skarsgård, and Nicholas Holt. So it's quite a decent yeah, cast. Nicholas Holt's in another vampire movie. Is he playing? He is. is he playing? Uh, what's it? Oh, what's his name now? <laughs> the, the little book. Renfield. Yeah, is he playing Renfield? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you know, the one thing that annoyed me about the Renfield movie 
I didn't actually... And it wasn't the whole, like, slapstick comedy or anything like this. It's, have you read Bram Stoker's Dracula? No. So Renfield in that is not, like, cool Nicholas Holt who's trying to get out of, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the service of, of Count Dracula. Renfield is literally spends, like, most of the movie in an insane asylum, eating, like, eating rats and fleas and, uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um... Like, give me that Renfield. That's the Renfield I want. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but the only Renfield that I will ever acknowledge is Simon Ludders in uh, Young Dracula. It's the only Renfield, only Renfield I need. The little, the little bold guy. Little, you know, that's what I want. I want him. Mm. He's, he's the only, uh, only Renfield I'll ever acknowledge. Yeah. So, justice for Young Dracula. Yeah. that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Five seasons as well. By and the that, way, that got. Wow. Those classes are horror. Should have got more. <laughs> Should have got ten. Six seasons in a bring movie. To be fair, they did bring it back, didn't they? They did like a we spoke about that before. Let's let's let's, mm. let's move on. Yeah, we'll move on. So that's it for the news this week. So that means it's time for trailers. Now, mm-hmm. there's uh one trailer that's I'm really, really excited to talk about. Um f- if you follow this podcast, you've probably seen it, and that is Kung Fu Panda Four. Hell yeah. Hell's to the yeah. Now this I is I fucking love Kung Fu Panda. Oh, I I'm really, really excited for this. Um I, I obviously I was gonna say I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but of course you have. Quite late on for a trailer release to say it comes out mm. in March. So this is releasing March the eighth. Um so yeah. it's not far away at all. Also, animation looks incredible. Uh, like it's it's come yeah. a long way. They've not gone too they've not strayed too far away and it looks really, really cool. Um, but now, can you remember? Think back now to the first Kung Fu Panda movie, where he has a little. I'm thinking back. Pose, pose. There, he's in bed, and he has a cool dream that he is. Some, he is the Dragon Warrior, and he, mm-hmm. he he goes across this little rickety bridge and fights fights some guys in a bar. Now, he's wearing a specific attire in that, and in this trailer, yes. you see him wearing the same attire, go over the same bridge while beating up a. I think it's a stingray while going, get your surf and turf off my bridge. It's, you know, funny comedy. But does that mean that Jack Black is going to... He's fulfilling his destiny. That that's where he becomes the pure dragon warrior. Because they even say, in that first movie, when he said he, he lies about dreaming about noodles. And then his father's like, oh my God, that means that you've... Like, that's your destiny. Whatever you've dreamed of, that's what you're going to do. So he's like really excited that he's dreaming about noodles. So we're finally going to see... Him full on become the full Dragon Warrior. Well, I, I think he's already the full. Well, Dragon he is, Warrior. but he, he's going to be even more powerful as the Dragon Warrior. Well, I, I think it's more about him passing his teachings on, isn't it? That, that's what I took from the trailer. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's to, more um, about him to becoming that, a teacher to the, than... to the little fox. Is it a fox? Yeah, I think it's a fox. Although, I, it's not so much a complaint about that, but. The the cast of Kung Fu Panda, like one, two, three, incredible, and like his his team is fantastic. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the studio had to confirm that they are in it. Yeah, yeah, they, like yeah. they are returning. The, the cast is um, massive because they're just not shown in the trailer like at all, and not even like the characters. But you think of that cast, you've got Jackie Chan, yeah, like Angelina Jolie, well, uh, Seth Rogen. You, you've, you've they seem to the, have all a lot of the, taken a bit of a back seat there. You, that 
I don't think is necessarily the best so move. You, you've touched on quite a lot of the things here that I was gonna I was gonna mention. So we've got Aquafina uh, is playing Zen, mm. uh, which is the the yes. new character that we see in the trailer, the little fox thing. I think it's a fox. Obviously, then you've got Seth Rogen, Angelina Jolie, Viola Davis, Jackie Chan, Dustin Hoffman, Kehu Kwan, Jack Black, Brian Cranston, Ian McShane is making a return as Tai Long. But I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I was kind of hoping that Talon was going to have a bit more. I don't know if it, it looks like he's not going to get that much of a massive part. Well, I feel like he will. I don't know if it's actually Ty Lung. Well, if so, the the sort of thing that I'm hoping for is that Ty Lung's going to have to team up with Jack well, Black and the rest of his team. From from what I've seen in in the trailer and like synopsis online, it's the the yes. villain is uh, someone called the Chameleon. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And she can replicate. She she's a bit like Taskmaster. Yeah. Is it Taskmaster? Yeah, yeah, can replicate other Marvel. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and like even like replicate their how they look yeah. and sound. Well, makes sense. Which we see Clearly her do with the change. You know, makes sense. Yeah, and we see her do it with Poe in the trailer. Yeah. So I feel like we're not going to get actual Tai Lung. Well, no, we're just so, going to get. So we do get actual Tai Lung. We see him in. We see him in the trailer. So Tai Lung. Oh really? Yeah, that's how she gets. That's how she turns into oh, no, Tai Lung. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So she pulls him through like a portal, and then. Um, Talong's there and he's just like, oh, he's come back in and all this. And then Viola Davis then, um, like, whips him or, like, uses a tongue again on him or whatever it is. That's so wrong. <laughs> uses a tongue. Yeah, and then she then um, mimics uh, Tai Lung. Um, so I think it'd be really cool if it's, like, a bit of a, like, he has to then uh, team up with uh, with Jack Black. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, so the, the chameleon is going to open another realm. Yeah. Um, or open a portal to another realm. Because Tai Lung dies in Kung Fu Panda 1. Mm. Um, so chameleon is going to pull him out of the spirit realm yeah. and pull him back that way. Um, and it looks like we're getting all of them. So we've, we've already seen the, the spirit realm before, haven't we? So yeah, I think it'd be really three. cool. Yeah, because do we not see... Um, do we not see his ma- old master in the trailer as well? I swear we see the old master in the trailer. I've just completely bl- lost my mind there. But yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's not long until it comes out. It's making me really want to re-watch um, the old movies. Um, mm. But we do actually see Tai Lung on the poster as well. So I'm hoping he does have a bit more of a of a role than what it looks like he's going to get in it. Because I know I feel like it's. Don't don't just bring him back. Don't bring Ian McShane back just for a little bit. I want to see a lot of Ian McShane. So uh, I'm really excited for that. Um, then we've got another trailer this week for the movie If. Now, this is uh, a movie about uh, imaginary friends and what happens when kids grow up and what happens to their imaginary friends, or as they call them, ifs. Um, so that we've got Ryan Reynolds in this. Um, playing a bit of a weird, kind of quirky guy. It looks like he's like, sort of like, what would you, what would you call him? Like a, a defender of the imaginary friends? or He seems to be, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he seems to be the only person that knows they exist. Is he real himself? P- Ryan Reynolds or the character? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Neither. Neither of them are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. so I mean, this is um, this is done by uh, Jack Krasinski, uh, Jack Krasinski, John Krasinski. Uh, uh, I think it looks fun. It looks like it'd be a good family movie, but it just from the trailer, it feels like it's just missing something. 
I don't know what it is. Yeah. It just feels like there's just something that's just missing. And hopefully when the movie comes out, it might be a bit a bit better. Um, it's in post-production at the moment. Uh, it's going to be coming out around May the 24th next year. So it's not too far away. Um, obviously, we've got Ryan Reynolds, uh, John Krasinski's in it as well. Um, Kaylee Fleming is playing the, uh, the the main sort of the main character alongside um, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, we do see some really cool designs for uh, some of the imaginary friends. Um, some of them look very like old-fashioned, like cartoony. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I think it looks it's cool style. I think it looks really cool, but I just feel like there's just something missing. So, oh, we've got um, Phoebe Waller Bridger is in it. Um, Steve Carell is playing Blue, uh, which we see. In the it's the big purple like kind of like a mm. sully but like a friendly sully um, is yeah. what I'm kind of getting from him. Matt Damon's in this. Um, it's incredible cast. Yeah, it's got a lot of people in it. Um, Vince Vaughn is in it as well. Um, I'm not sure who he's actually playing, but he's gonna be quite fun. And also speaking about Aquafina, she's also playing uh, someone called Octocat. Um, yeah, what, what what's your sort of thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think it looks fun. Um, I feel like this is just like a teaser trailer. We don't really see much of the story. Yeah. Other than the fact that they're imaginary friends and they call them ifs. I, F, imaginary friend. We don't really know what the stakes are or, you know, what the story's fully going to be. They kind of hint at, like, if they don't save something, then they're all going to, like, kind of disappear. And if they try and get, like, a human for them... um, which I think I reckon it'll be a quite a wholesome movie, and I hope it's like a family. Yeah. I hope it's going to be like a quite a good little family day out. But um, it just feels like one of those ones where you'd just be better off waiting for it to come on streaming. Um, yeah, it doesn't really catch me as one that you need to see in a cinema. Um, no, and obviously, if and I mean we spoke about it a little bit, but if this is bad, we need to have a serious discussion about the fucking awful streak of movies that Ryan Reynolds is on. The other thing is, though, if you actually look back at it, what's he had? He's had Deadpool is probably his big movie that he's done done well. What yeah. else What else has he actually done that yeah. is... Can you, can you name me? That is actually like really good. Another, uh, yeah, like a good Ryan Reynolds character. I mean... Not even movie, but character. Not, what's the one where he's, um, he's in college? That one is pretty funny, where he, he plays the guy that won't leave college. That is a good movie, but other than that, like what, I don't, I don't get how he's got, <laughs> yeah, so far. But he's devilishly handsome. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's it is like it's something that like people just seem to be scared to talk about, and it's like, what what actually does he do? <laughs> yeah, well, I I sat through the fucking Adam project. <laughs> Shit, it was ass. It was awful. Free guy was. I sat through Free okay. Guy. Ass. Like awful. He just plays the same guy in everything. He plays yeah. Deadpool in everything. Yeah. And Red Notice. Ass. Oh whoa 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 whoa! Hang on, let me pause Red Notice because I'm I'm currently yeah, watching yeah. Oh, it right now. Oh yeah, I, I watch it. I never stop watching Red <laughs> Notice. It's the most streamed movie ever, according to Netflix. Yeah. Show us the numbers then. Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> but yeah, um, put your money where your mouth is, Netflix. I, I do genuinely think this though. What? Like what has he done that's? That is, he's really blown. My, can we? You know what? Let's have a little. Let's have a little dig at his discography. I want to have a little. I just want to have a go through to see if we can find anything that is actually worth noticing, other than Deadpool. Um, 
so bullet train, I guess. But what is he doing? He's he's just he's not really he's in, in it. For what, Thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, the Hitman's bodyguard, I guess, was fine, but not not great. Six underground. Ass. Uh, just, I'm 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 going through these, and I I can't see. Was life any good? No, I don't. Don't think so. Um, it's over. I can see. Oh, the Croods. To be fair, he's good in the Croods. He's in the Croods. The Croods too. Yeah, but again, he just he voices himself. Yeah. In that, he's. I've just. I don't. I don't think he's actually done anything other than Deadpool that is good, um, other than you know yeah. Blade Trinity, uh, <laughs> which is also just ass. <laughs> That's gonna get some some reaction. Oh, well, I I can't see anything. No, he just he hasn't. I I don't I don't get it. Like, is it just the fact that he's invested well, and then he's just got the money to do it? I guess so. Um, oh, yeah, he's funny, and his Twitter's funny. But you play even then. I'm getting a bit. I'm I'm a bit over his his humor now. Yeah. It's... Like, we, we get it, you, you're sarcastic, but yeah. it's the lowest form of wit. Yeah, t- Tell a complicated joke, I dare you. I, yeah, I, I get it, you, you, you own a football club. Like, yeah. <laughs> In a mobile company. Yeah, like, In a gym brand. Hugh Jackman's just way better than you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You need to face up to facts, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> if... Might be an alright yeah, movie. Might be a bit of a tangent. But it, it sounds like it's just going to be a bit of a. a yeah. But alright, the next big movie, one that we should have already seen by now, but because uh, Hollywood decided to not pay people properly, it has been pushed back, and that is Dune Part 2. Um, mm. Dennis Villeneuve's longest movie that he's ever done. Two hours, 46 minutes, even though I could have sworn the last one was like four hours. <laughs> Mm. Um, that's a man on an incredible streak incredible movies um, his last like four movies have all just slapped just, ridiculously hard the visuals are just incredible um, this is coming out March the 1st um, next next year um, like one thing that I just want to say is like I know that this is it's a remake of a previously made franchise and it falls on from a book and everything but you know how we've got Rebel Moon coming out this Friday uh, and that's mm. like trying to do like oh you know like a cool sci-fi Star Wars where 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 sorry mate Dune's taking that from you like just completely yeah. just it is so good like the first one was incredible it's just it's it just looks so cool um, I'm really looking forward to this uh, we've got Florence Pugh's in this one um, was she in the last one she wasn't was she no I, I guess I didn't think she was obviously Rebecca Ferguson is making. Um, uh, reappearance in this Zendaya's in this again um, I can't wait to see Christopher the, I think Zendaya was only in the last one for like 30 seconds mm, only the little bits yeah and like little um, like flash forwards or whatever yeah, it was yeah like little dream sequences um, Christopher Walken is playing the Emperor and I hope that he's just playing Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah do, do the voice <laughs> just really like these are now. I can't do it. I was gonna try and do it, and then I'm like, "This watch." I could. I could only do the Foo Fighters thing. <laughs> yeah, and welcome to the stage, Foo Fighters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen that interview? He's like, "I see you walking." I, 
I see a dog. <laughs> it's just like, what? He's like, I see, I see a dog. It's like, can you imagine being a dog? It's just like, what are you on about? I think it's brilliant. Really looking forward to it. Um, the cast is just fucking incredible. Dave Bautista, yeah. um, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, um, Zendaya, obviously, Rebecca Ferguson, Aston, um, Austin Butler. You know, they've just gone, what if we took one of Hollywood's um, sexiest men and turned him into just an absolute freak mm. of a bald man? <laughs> it's yeah. just like... Um, I respect that, though. Is he doing Elvis voice? Or is he... I hope so. <laughs> just, I'll get your poor trainings. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get any of my spice. How's <laughs> the trainings? I'm going to get them all. Uh-huh. We finally get the answer to the age-long question. Who'd win in a fight, Willy Wonka or Elvis Presley? <laughs> what is this? When is that an age-old question? I've been waiting years <laughs> to find out. I swear that's in like, the appendix of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it just looks really cool doesn't it um yeah it's just just really cool there's a scene there's a shot in the trailer where you see zendaya with like an rpg just taking out um some like heli- mm. those little hover helicopter things and it's really cool um yeah i'm hoping that this does well so we can get a third one um i want it to get to the point in the books where it just goes really really just weird <laughs> and yeah. i want to start seeing the just really really weird <laughs> shit um this one is you've you've got to watch it in Cinema Avenue, and it's got to be IMAX. Yeah. Uh, if you're not watching yeah. this in IMAX, I think you're just doing it wrong. Um, but yeah, I think that looks really good. Um, another trailer that I am really excited for this one. It looks really cool. It's an A24 movie, and this is Civil War. Um, mm. Now, have you seen the trailer for this one? Yes. Yeah. So this is coming out April 26th. Um, it's Alex Garland. Uh, I know some people aren't really a fan of his movies, but this looks really fun. It's a modern twist on a civil war. Um, basically, mm. the president of America goes for a third term. Obviously, they're not allowed to do that. Um, kicks off a bit of a fuss. Uh, and then you've got, um, obviously, the civil war that starts. But a, a pretty sh- is it is it Florida and California team up? Or is it? No, Texas and California team up against the rest of mm. America, and it looks really cool. Um, the cast is absolutely incredible again. Um, so yeah. we've got um, Jesse Plemons, uh, Kristen Dunst. I fucking love Jesse Plemons. Nick Offerman is playing the. Uh, I fucking love Nick Offerman. He's playing too. the president. Um, now I know you're on a bit of a Yellowstone vibe, but you haven't got to this mm. character yet. But he will become your favorite character in Yellowstone, and if he doesn't. You're doing it wrong. bro. Um, Jefferson White, uh, he plays a cowboy in Yellowstone. There's no spoilers there, bro. I'm just telling you, he's going to be your favourite character. Um, and, if not, and if he's not, and if he's not, I can't be friends with you. Um, he's he's really good in that, so I'm excited to see what he what he's going to be bringing to to this movie. Um, but it looks really really fun. Not fun. It looks like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You see, the, right you see the the US Army just like killing a load of their own people, but yeah. it it doesn't really fun. Um there's there's a little bit in it where you see um Ragnamore and Jesse Plemons uh having a bit of a standoff and he's just like Oh who are you? He's like, We're American, we're American he's like, What sort of American? <laughs> and you just see him like with his gunpoint at him, I'm like, Oh that looks really cool. Uh, we'll see like a little a, a, the the poster for it is a sniper on top of the Statue of Liberty and I'm like oh that mm. looks really cool 
Um, but I, I'm I'm a sucker for a war movie, so uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Kristen Dunst looks really cool in it. But that is it for trailers this week. A, a busy week, busy week on news and trailers. Yeah, and all these movies, week. all the movies that the trailers have come out for, are actually come out quite quite soon. So I yeah. don't know if that's something to do with uh, the strikes. If like you know, I don't know if trailers were a part of you know like making the trailer. I'm not sure if that I, was I the part of it. So I'm promotion. I'm so I'm wondering if that's why they've come so late. Um, yeah. To to the pie to to show the movies, but I think there's quite. A, I don't think you need to do a long hype. You're risking no. people forgetting the movie's coming out, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think having a trailer, a trailer release like three months before it's out, is a bad thing. And I think it's quite good because it means no. you don't have to wait absolutely fucking ages. Yeah, it also means we don't get like four trailers and see every shot of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> before um, before it comes out. Yeah, Sony just do that for everything, don't they? So yeah, but yeah, that's that's trailers. Nice. Now, shall we move on to the title segment of this week's episode? Absolutely, we should. Right after a quick word from the sponsor of this episode. Who Clothing is a fantastic new brand recently launched by two guys from Derbyshire in the UK who have a passion for sustainability, active living and looking damn good while you do it. Their goal is to craft fantastic products that give back to communities and individuals all without being a burden to our planet. Their first product, the Trash Trooper Cap, is fully hand-stitched and made completely from fully recycled and upcycled materials. Who have teamed up with sustainable partner Topiku to make sure that they are actually having a positive impact and have committed to driving sustainable environmental, social and economic growth in developing communities. Now, we don't just promote anything on this show, we only promote brands and products that we actually believe in, and I can say hands down that this Trash Trooper cap is genuinely one of the best made and comfiest products I have used this year. I wear a lot of caps, and this is definitely now the best looking one in my collection. Who are really transparent about their business practices, and if you would like to learn more about how they operate ethically and sustainably, please do check them out on Instagram, at who official clothing that is at h u official clothing and on all of the social media platforms at who official their website is also live now at www.whoofficialclothing.com that is www.whoofficialclothing.com grab yourself a trash trooper cap and keep your eyes peeled for some exciting future drops Check them out now and take the first step to making your wardrobe more sustainable for everyone. Thanks again to Who Clothing for sponsoring this episode. Now, Simo, the title segment of this show, we're going to be talking yeah. about the three 60th anniversary specials. David Tennant, Catherine Tate, Russell T. Davis, all returning. I feel like I'm five again. Yeah, it, the first like episode I put on and I was literally like, yeah. I'm in. 2005 yeah, this, right now. I can't wait to go to Toys R Us and see that big banner of Doctor Who toys. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, those were the days, <laughs> my those friend. Those were the days. You know how I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days <laughs> before you leave them. <laughs> well, if you're Doctor Who, you don't have to worry about that, my friend. No, <clears throat> absolutely not. So the three episodes, Simo, do you want to give us a, a brief, spoiler-free rundown of what they're about? We've got the old Doctor. That's not spoilers. We know this. We've got his old face back. Mm. 
But why have we got his old face back? Maybe we'll find I out. I don't know. He, uh, he's got a brand new TARDIS too, and he, uh, he he goes to to good old London, and he's uh, he's having a bit of a, a wander around London when he he runs into a little uh, little cute little alien, little little cute looking alien, and his old buddy old pal Catherine Tate, aka Donna. Um, you know they go on a little bit of a an adventure around London, trying to save this uh, this little cute monster while getting chased by the. By those bugs that just look like they've been completely ripped off from another sci-fi show. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, and then, uh, what was really going on with that little, that little green, not green? I don't know why I'm saying green. Little, little fluffy, little fluffy monster. What, what, what do you reckon was going on with the little fluffy monster, Ryan? Well, I feel like everything maybe wasn't what it seems. Mm, no. No. At first. We're we going to do spoiler, spoiler free for the entire three episodes, or we're going to go one episode, two episode, three episodes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it that and way. And then, uh, you know. Just because I, I can't be asked to write yeah. double the amount of time codes you know, in uh, the description. Once they've uh, resolved the little issue with the, uh, the little furry alien, someone uh, accidentally does something to the TARDIS, which sends them to a little spaceship out in space, believe it or not. Wow. And then they have to contend with another alien. But again, Whoa. not everything is as it seems. No, <laughs> it's really it's just every it's, Doctor Who episode it seems ever. So hard to talk about it on spoiler, isn't it? Because it's it's such a simple <laughs> format. But then they go back to London, and there's all these weird stuff going on. But you'll never guess. Not everything is as it's it, not seems. As it seems. <laughs> Now, in the trailer, they, they allude to a character coming back from the old Who. Mm. Um, now, I've seen the old Who, and the character that comes back... Can we, can we say his name in the non-spoilers? Yeah. So, the yes. toy maker, the Celestial Toymaker comes back. Um, now, if you've seen the old Celestial Toymaker episodes, yeah, I get that like his whole realm gets destroyed or anything like that, but he's not really that... that it doesn't seem that much of a threat. Like, it doesn't seem... He's no. not, like, spooky or anything. But Neil Patrick Harris knocked that that performance out of the yeah, park. Yeah, he was great. He was the best film. It felt very... It did feel very much like uh, the Christmas special with um, the master in it. It, it very yeah. much felt like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like those three episodes would probably be better watched back-to-back um, as opposed to yeah, I, week I by so. week. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think the first episode was really good. I think there were some things that weren't done as well as they could have been. Um, then yeah. second episode, very good. It was just the, um, the. It felt like that we haven't got a lot of budget, so let's do it in a in a small space. But they had a massive budget to do it with, <laughs> which seems a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the second episode wasn't as strong. I, f- I don't know, it's it's weird, because I feel like it's a really good episode, but I just feel like if you're going to bring David Tennant back, like, I feel like you need to do something a bit more um, mm. than just... So I think the second episode was my favourite. Okay, so the third was my favourite. The third was my favourite. Yeah. Um, then I'd probably um, say, I'd probably say the second episode, and then... Actually, no, 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 it's third, first, second. Because the first episode felt very much old doctor who just running around well old mm. doctor who for us running around london uh just doing yeah. stupid stuff um and then the third one just was very outlandish 
Yeah, there, there are some elements of the third one that are more not not necessarily complaints of the story, but more of um, how they've handled certain aspects of law. Yeah, and certain choices I wasn't too keen on as a fan um, but I think the second one was just a, a, a clever idea yeah um, but I, I feel like we should we should move on to spoilers pretty quick here yeah, yeah um, definitely I will just say a, a few things before we do the cast the entire cast is absolutely incredible phenomenal um, Bernard Cribbins not really a spoiler because it, it was announced he was going to be in it um before his unfortunate passing um but it was well reported that he yeah. was he'd filmed a, a cameo role and where he appeared on screen i genuinely nearly cried it, it was I, I was it was so great to see him back nice, again wasn't it? and it was nice yeah I, I was heartbroken when he when he passed away but it was nice that we got we got, we got that scene we got yeah, to see him yeah. it was and in the 60th anniversary special as well that was great um costuming I think the Doctor's costume is good. I'm not sure what's going on with his hair, though. Yeah, I I don't know. Does it work? Because it feels like it. It I don't. It, I don't like it. No, I feel like it. it it's quirky, his hair was though. never that crazy before. No, I don't know why they didn't just do his old hair. Like it's yeah. Like why? But I, there's a point that you you mentioned. Uh, there is an actual reason for why it's different. But you were annoyed that he's in the first few scenes. He's not in. Uh, the old doctor's clothes. <laughs> I wasn't annoyed. <laughs> he sounded absolutely distraught over it. That he wasn't the wearing thing, the old doctor's clothes. The one thing that annoyed me, and Russell T. Davis's comments on why, I think were perfectly grounded, and I understand the reasons yeah. why they, they did that. The, I felt robbed of, it's my favourite scene, yeah. whenever there's regeneration, is the Doctor Who picking out his new clothes. Or their new clothes, I suppose, is probably yeah. the more accurate way to, to phrase it. Well, uh, well, David Tennant's in particular, they do refer to when he's going he... through the TARDIS and he's, like, he puts the scarf on and he's picking out like bits of the old one mm. and then he puts his suit together. Love that. And I felt a bit robbed of that. I can't lie. So I, I just... I would just like... So they mentioned that the reason why he's not wearing them is because the clothes just simply do not fit him. But... Yeah. I just want that. I want him to have, like, you know, just be walking around with, like, seams split slightly. And he's just like... Yeah. I mean, if if later on... Are we spoilers now? Is this spoilers? Um, I think... Look, let's rate it before we go yeah. into spoilers. Yeah. I think. So I'll, I'll just, um, just finish that point then. Um, I just wanted... Yeah, I'd like to have seen him just wearing... just. You know, just cooped up in clothes that are like three sizes too small for him. But he's a skinny guy, he can <laughs> yeah. fit into it. I want to see cats yeah, died, yeah. you know, I want to see his trousers all the way up. I want to see that. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. L- l- let's rate yeah. them and we'll, we'll get into spoilers because it's going to be very hard to, to, to not, yeah, to discuss them without it. Um, so a bit of a fleeting review. Um, but if you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, the way we review things, we ask the oldest question in time, which is, of course, to see or not mm. to see. We're going to count down from the count of three and, and see if we agree. A lot of rhyming going yeah. on there today. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was a complete fluke. Mm. Now, are you ready, Simmer? I'm ready. Three, two, one. To see. To see. To see. It's got to be to see. Yeah. You've got to see it. It's, 
I feel like even if you're you're new to Doctor Who, you could watch these independently. You don't, yeah, because there is explanations of, of bits of lore, so I feel like you could just watch it and you'd, you'd still yeah. be able to enjoy it. Not not perfect, very far off perfect. Yeah, in, in my opinion, I, I agree. Um, but entertaining. Yeah, I really I really liked it. Um, I think the first episode, it, it felt like he was it was a what's the way of putting this like a a best of but with a new story yeah so you had the you've got the doctor you've got the doctor running around normal london then you've got the horror episode and then you've got the big christmas Mm. special is what it kind of felt like it felt like we had like the standard doctor who episode the ones where they have no money and then the big one that they always do at the end of the year is how it kind of felt um Mm. but first episode the well before you do that. We're now officially in spoilers. Spoilers. Do the spoiler spoilers. horn. Do the spoiler horn. Bow, 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 bow. There we go. We're in spoilers. <laughs> spoilers from now. So let's, let's do it an episode at a time still. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I think we, we're just going to jump we, yeah, around. We'd be jumping and, around like the Doctor would be in his, uh, in his, little, his little time machine. Absolutely. So episode one. Yes. The Star Beast. The Star Beast. I... How how long did it take for you to realise that <laughs> it was actually uh, evil? How- About two minutes. So <laughs> honestly, it was. I so I realised that the the meat was evil when we started getting the two people shooting at each other. I was like, mm, well, yeah, those those uh, those bugs don't seem to be that evil actually. Um, no. I absolutely loved the call back to the, to the the court in session. I thought that was really cool. Uh, it yeah. just caught me off guard as well. It was just like, the court is in session. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. I like the design. It was really cool on the Meep. Um, yeah. Like you can... And like a mix between like practical effects and CGI as well. Yeah. But I, which I thought they did I, really I, well. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I couldn't click onto the bits where it looked like CGI with, with the Meep. Um, there was a little bit... It was mainly just like mouth movements when it was talking. Yeah, that yeah. sort of threw me out a little bit. Um, um, but I mean, Miriam Margoyles as well, who, who voiced the meat. Absolutely love her. She was incredible. She was so good. I just think she's really but, funny. Anyway, like yeah, <laughs> when she's on she the chat shows. She's incredible. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. I thought the meat was really cool. Um, thought the design was was really good. Um, the what do you th- what did you think to the the way that they did the Doctor Donna and his and her daughter? Well, yeah, yeah, her daughter. Um, what did what mm. did you, how did you think that sort of story arc was resolved? How did you find that? I think, well, just on the top of that, the performances by all of them involved, like David Tennant, incredible when he thought he was about to kill yeah. Donna yeah, by yeah. sort of giving her memory back. Um, I also think, in terms of the the like trans element of the story and the non-binary mm. element of the story, um, it got a lot of hate online, um, and I think a lot of the hate, obviously from a very particular demographic, yeah, yeah. Um, that you can imagine that we don't need to really give the attention to. But I thought of of a way of doing that sort of story yeah. and implementing that into the whole Doctor Donna thing. I think they did it really, really well. Yeah, it made it, um, it it made sense in the story. 
Um, yeah, it, it absolutely yeah. did. And obviously that Donna's daughter is non-binary. And, well, of course she is. If she's a product of the Dr. Donna. Yeah, and yeah. She's not human. Yeah, it, she's not Time Lord. She's something else. She's different. It made sense as part I thought, of the story. Well, yeah, which is... that makes sense. The, the, and I thought it was quite a clever way of, of doing that only one, and working it into the story. There's only one bit that I really didn't like about that scene, and I feel like you can point you. Mm. I feel like you, if you have the same opinion, or not, I'd like to I'd like to know on that. Mm. Is the bit where they just go, "Oh, well, you're a man, so you won't understand this." It's like, yeah. I feel like if you're going to go for the old for the inclusivity bit, don't then insult men on it, like yeah, especially when you know that it's, there's going to be. Uh, talk about that that certain demographic you're giving them ammunition mm. because yeah. you, you you're talking about a subject that is a, a lot it's quite difficult to go around it without accidentally offending someone yeah yeah like it, it's a hard um, topic i mean we i i don't know everything about it that's probably that's probably our own faults on that we're probably more educated on it yeah but it just it was just like it felt like it was one rule for one there and then it was just like one rule for another and yeah. it was kind of a bit I I do partially agree I th- my, my issue with it was about the, the same as you in that you know if we're being inclusive um, you know it was a bit of a diss to, yeah. towards men but also it obviously, well the, the line is we can tell that you're not a male front in Time Lord because a nomad would know to just let it go yeah and I think that that's actually quite a dangerous yeah, stereotype. Yeah, yeah. In that it's well publicised that, you know, um, men, or a greater percentage of men struggle men. With, with mental yeah. health issues and being able to to be open and vulnerable. And I think to to use that stereotype, I thought was a bit out of line. Yeah. Um, I, t- I mean, I, I understand it in, in the context of the joke and the line yeah, and it's a f- coming it's to a, the solution. It was a f- and it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke. And there's... Yeah. Y- Obviously, I I personally was not offended by it, but I'm just like, but if no, you're going, no, not but if you're going with this sort of storyline and this sort of narrative, yeah. you can't. You you need to you need to touch all bases on that. You can't then do that. And I agree when you talk about the mental health thing. It's, um, it kind of goes into the whole. Well, society keeps telling men to talk about their feelings and open up and stuff like yeah. that. But then these sort of thing then put makes people not want to do that. Cause yeah, it's, and I mean, and it even if it isn't you know a, a dangerous one it is still a stereotype yeah and to say we're supposed to be moving away from that and if if they've been a stereotype used for for someone else it i'm not obviously don't want to give examples i don't want to offend anyone but that wouldn't be well received at all yeah um so i feel like it it maybe should have been on the other foot a little bit yeah um but one thing i did love in this episode. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I know you love that. When I was watching it, I was almost like kicking my feet with excitement. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the scene where Donna gets some memories back and they're trying to stop. Well, the the Meep is going to take off in a spaceship Mm. and the spaceship is designed to basically like drill into the earth and sort of ruin the area around it when it takes off. Um, And the Doctor's trying to stop it without Donna's help eventually need to help and gives her her memories back and we just get a solid like five minutes of just nonsensical <laughs> yeah, just... science talk and it's 
It's fantastic. I wonder if they just come up with it themselves. I wonder if it's improv and they yeah. and they just they just make up random words like when they're on set or if yeah. like Russell T Davis has gone no, no, you need to say this 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 and this. I feel like there's no way it can be ad libbed um, because there's that much of it. I th- one thing I will say is I love how camp these episodes were. Like, oh, so camp. Yeah. I mean, I've I've just pulled up. I actually like took notes of the script <laughs> of the science talk. And you want camp? I'm going to give you some camp, right? So this is Donna Noble and the Doctor yeah. trying to stop the Dagger Drive spaceship from taking off. I will triple drive the particle manifesto, overstep the umbilical feed, vindicate the cyberline, and roast the hyperfeeds. Maximize the stress fold links. Channel up the booster drive, inculate the plexi drones, and shatter fry the positrons. Nonsense. What? Yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> nonsense. But fucking. Do you know incredible. the one that I'm sad with though? I'm sad they didn't go. There's nothing we can do. And then I was hoping that someone was going to go. Have you tried reversing the polarity? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great idea. <laughs> Because yeah. I love Why it, I love it that? in the episodes where it's just all of a sudden the only way they can do anything is just by the doctor saying, "I could reverse the polarity." <laughs> it's just like that's yeah. the yeah. if there's no solution to anything, they just whack that in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, one thing I didn't like was uh, at the end when they capture the meep. Um, yeah, the meep goes like, "A, a two-hearted being is so hard oh, to yeah. come by." wait till I tell the boss. Yeah, it was... And they actually make a bit of a joke about it. David Tennant's like, hmm, ominous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't like that. It's like, we didn't need that. Yeah, it's just you know? like, it's just massively going, please watch the next series of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a bit on the nose. Like, I, I love foreshadowing, but I, it, I hate it when it's just like, just, I'm just going to just say something here that at the moment means nothing. Um, but yeah. they always, they did that in a in a later episode um, with the the toy maker where the, the, and yeah. he just goes, oh I saw the one who waits and I ran and he's like what he's like oh no that's someone else's game and this is like oh, yeah yeah why is it so heavy handed <laughs> like yeah like you could do it much slower. yeah yeah like like it just um, it was just dialogue for the sake of dialogue um, which yeah right so episode two. Mm. Well, one more thing I want to mention on episode one, and you touched on it briefly, but the hallway fight scene. Oh, okay. Um, now I've got I've got a so, counter argument to what you're going to say here. It, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but when they're fighting in the hallway, mm. we get we get to see some of the functionality of Doctor Who's new sonic screwdriver, which is now capable of creating physical constructs, which I can't lie. I, I don't like that now have you watched the snowman episode with matt smith yes he actually makes a force field with his screwdriver Mm -hmm. in that that episode and i didn't i didn't like it then either so it's i'm I'm not questioning whether it's possible yeah i was was just wondering if you were like oh i don't like the fact that he's doing it's like well it's kind of been done before i mean it's not done as like he didn't draw it out in that episode it just kind of it's just there Whereas this one, he does yeah. kind of draw it out. And like, I, yeah, I guess, but like... Sonic is sound. Yeah, but to be fair, um, it could be worse. He could he could have used a Sky Remote to do it, which we'll talk about yeah. a little bit later on. Yeah. 
anyway, don't like that. episode two. Yeah, episode no. episode two. I feel like, um, yeah, I, I really liked. It. I really like this episode. Um, I do. I do feel yeah. like it. <clears throat> when you've got him back for three episodes, I feel like you. As much as I like a horror episode, I just feel like they just. I don't know. It just felt like we only have him for such a short amount of time. I kind of was hoping for a little bit more in the but episode. Then, as a counterpoint to that, it worked really well. We got them. We got them for thirty-three percent more. Yeah, because yeah, that's true. Through this yeah, episode, so, so yeah. this episode, it, my, my favorite of the three, um, it, it, it's a bottle episode. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the accidentally transported to this spaceship that is like floating right on the edge of the universe um and there's these two creatures in there that are formless mm. but they can take like whatever form they 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 feel like taking um but they have to sort of see it to be able yeah, to do yeah, it to visualize. Um, yeah so the cast of this episode for the most part is just david tennant and Catherine tate playing mm. the doctor and donna but then also the formless beings interpretation yeah, yeah. of Doctor and Donna. And one of the big reasons why I loved this episode is just it gave those two all the time they needed to just flex their acting skills. Yeah, I agree with like, that. Yeah. David Tennant his acting in this episode second to none. I but absolutely phenomenal. Um Yeah, but I mean his acting in this is phenomenal. But both of them, Catherine Tate as well. Yeah. Because I mean, she's an incredible actress. That I feel like she doesn't get, she doesn't get the props for her dramatic roles as much as her com- comedic roles. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, obviously, she started in comedy and came up that way, but she can really act. Some, she actually has some really funny jokes in these episodes as well. Yeah, some of them, she, she some does, of them are yeah. a bit like, "Oh, all right." I was surprised you're saying that. To be fair, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really funny. Um, I, the practical effects in this episode. So incredible. good. Um, so there's a scene where uh, she's the doctor and Donna are just talking, and she's just he's just like, oh, my arms are too long. <laughs> and then they just look down, and it's these like monstrous, like practical effects. It's these massive hands. Yeah, they're and real. It's, like it's really funny. Like it's like twitching, and oh, I thought it was really funny. Um, but I, yeah. I really like, it, this. Kind of felt like the midnight episode. Is it the midnight? Midnight? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of tension. It felt like the midnight episode, um, and uh, I really liked the scene where he just pulls out the salt. And I don't know if you've then noticed yeah. that in the second epi- in the last episode, when they yeah, put that, in the box salt. Linked. So it's also so because he, he performs a superstition at the edge of space where anything's kind of possible. It's what allows the celestial toy maker to make his return. But then yeah. also when they when they capture the celestial toy maker in the end of episode three. Um, they're like lock it into the vault and cover it in salt <laughs> and I really like yeah, that little yeah. nod where it's just like it's a blinking you'll miss it moment that connects the episodes but because he's now created the superstition of like the salt mm. stuff that, that that's now like they're like well shit we need to cover it in salt because that's what's going to stop him yeah. but I really like that little nod that was cool I also enjoyed the little um, the little bootstrap paradox that we got throughout mm. which I hope remains throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is is basically they they run into Isaac yeah, Newton was... and they drop drop an apple on his head, yeah. um, which is obviously his discovery of gravity. Um, he then can't remember what 
the word they use to ask us. Donna Noble is like, oh, you're the, the gravity guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what's that word? Ravity, bavity, mavity. Yeah. <laughs> and then Donna then refers to it as mavity. Oh, like she acknowledges it as well. She's like, well, I swear that's not, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm a sucker for a bootstrap paradox. I love that. And I hope they maintain that for the next 60 years. But uh, yeah, I love the second episode just because it was... I'm a sucker for a bottle episode yeah. in any TV show anyway. Um, and I think it took me back to the classic like horror Doctor Who. And I, I, I just I really enjoyed it. Talking about horror, I mm. thought there were some really spooky elements to the third episode. And I'm going to say, one of the, the reasons why it made me feel a bit... A bit yeah, well, well let, let's move on to the third yeah, episode. But I felt like I was in, in a Black Mirror episode. I was like, this is this is a bit mad. Um but Neil Patrick Harris was the best choice for the toy maker because mm. he's a magician in real life. He loves yeah, it. No one could have done. He that loves a dance better. number. Like it's yeah. just. Um, and so, if you've some people are a bit confused at why he keeps changing his accent. Now, I don't know if have you watched the original Celestial Toy Maker episode? So the Doctor mm-hmm. wins him, beats him by. Um, mimicking his voice to activate a system so the reason why the toy maker now changes his accent all the time is so the doctor couldn't mimic his voice so he can't beat him the same way as last time which is actually mm. really cool um but oh god he was really cool he was really freaky i thought he was really yeah. freaky and that the bit when they're in the um, unit headquarters and just like you start to hear spice girls and he's like what is that he's like I think he's here. And then Neil Patrick Harris just comes yeah. out and does the best dance routine I've ever seen in the show. Yeah. I can't lie. It did take me out of it a little oh, bit. I was full of, I was loving it. For the I was, for the entertainment value, worth no, it. I, I, and the bit where he, <laughs> poor lass, um, <laughs> Kate, he just throws her into a wall <laughs> and she just bounces off. So I, I actually thought it was like, because I was like, if, I've, I don't know, I've always said, I've said it to you before, I think, and I've said it to a few people, and you always go, What's the, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I've always gone, oh, I'd be able to manipulate atoms would be my superpower. And that's literally, that's basically what he can do, and he even mentions it in it. But he kind of jokes, and he goes, right, can you imagine a being that can control atoms? And like, yeah. He's like, well, that's not what he does. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, the closest you can kind of explain to it. I thought it was really cool. He just, to show off how powerful he is, he kind of just comes in dancing, and they're all trying to shoot him, and he's just like, so you spice up your yeah. life while doing an angel Just in turning bullets yeah. into rose petals. I was like, that is sick. That was really cool. Um, yeah. One thing I want to talk about episode three before we get into the the last twenty minutes of the episode. Yeah. Um, Bonnie Langford. I was so glad oh. that Bonnie Langford came back, and she killed it as well. And she looks great. But no, it was it was great to see her come back and. She was good. I kind of wish they'd given her a little bit more to do, but yeah, it was bit... they were also, you know, it, it was always going to be a tough story to tell in an hour. Yeah, I so I, I can understand why not. Uh, the... But I was just really happy to see her back. The Stooky Bill stuff I thought was really cool, and there's a bit in it though that I kind of wish they'd. Um, I've said it to you. So in the in the original original one when the and they, they do show it in this. When the toy maker is destroyed, his toy shop gets destroyed. His realm gets destroyed. Mm. Um, and we do actually see that in the episode. He get, his world does get destroyed. Yeah. Um, even though he wanted that one, so it's a bit weird. Um, 
in the first because they play a game and he, he wins. Um, but there's um, I would really like it if whatever he did, the toy maker somehow ended up starting right at the start of humanity because he says in it, he's like, oh, the first game ever played was a mm. uh, was like a, a human threw a rock. And then he's like, he started yeah. caving in his his friend's head with the rock, and he enjoyed it. And then that's how war started. And I was like, oh, this would be mm. really cool if they ended up leaning onto the fact that the reason why humans are so aggressive and have wars and stuff like that is because the toy maker's been there from the start, and like he's yeah. made war a game for humans. And I was like, but then how would they tell us that screens are bad? Yeah, I know. But then that could have just been another one of his games. And I was like, yeah. it kind of felt like that's where it was leading. It was like the first game was the the was um, was catch. I'm like. I was like, "Wow, this makes me feel like he's really evil." But then it was like, "Oh no, he just he, he landed in the mm. 1920s and just yeah made Stooky Bill." I mean, that sort sort of leads me on to a point in terms of maybe like a missed opportunity in that talking about all three of them as a whole as an event, I feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity. Um, yeah, like the episodes are good, and I enjoyed the episodes. But I feel like for the 60th anniversary of the yeah. show, they could have done more, something more. Something, yeah, I, you know, like the, the Toy Maker episode could have been three episodes. Yeah, I, I feel like there should have been more to do with the Toy Maker. I, I come, yeah, there yeah. should have been more. Like, make him like the big bad and have it as like a three episode arc of of that story. I also it's the problem wish with how expensive Neil Patrick Harris is though. Well, maybe. Because yeah, he, maybe that. he is expensive. Like Yeah. But I also wish that we could have got more Doctors back. Yeah. And the only reason I say that, because I know people have spoken about it and they've said, you, you know, that it, it's been done with all the, the multiple Doctors, but this is probably the last chance we're going to have to see most of them back again yeah shall we talk yeah. about let's talk about the last 20 minutes yeah. let's talk yeah so he gets uh shot by a laser he does which then causes him to die which then he then replicates but this time he doesn't turn into another david Tennant. there's he bi-generates fucking hate it i liked it <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I, I liked it. it. If I'm being honest, the um, reasons why I hate it. One, I think it's too on the nose. You're clearly just doing it so you can bring David Tennant back whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, which I'm happy with. Which, well, I'm happy that they can do it with David Tennant, but it's cheap narratively. But um, it's very fair, cheap. They could do it anyway. The other it's a time travel show. He is there at some yeah. point. He's he's constantly running around London in old times. Well, that's so, what we got in the 50th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. It showed that while his timeline is linear, he does exist at all points throughout history yeah, yeah. as himself in his previous incarnations. I also feel that the whole thing... So the, the way it wraps up after they regenerate, they decide that Shuti Gatwa, who, by the way, is incredible in his short time in this episode, I think he's going to kill it in yeah, his series. Really to it. He starts comforting David Tennant's doctor and saying, you know, you need to heal... You need to take time. You've never stopped to think and rest and all this sort of stuff. You do that. I'm going to go off and do the usual. It should be the other way around. So, I, I actually looked into some stuff about that. So the way he, he does, he does say we're doing 
um, rehab out of order. Or not rehab. Um, mm. What's the word I'm looking for? Counseling I think he out. says rehab. Is he rehab out of order? I'm not, I think he so, does, yeah. So for him, obviously, so the way that I've, I've interpreted it, the way other people have interpreted it, is that like, for Shruti Gatwa, his, his, for that regeneration, he has, David Tennant's already done He's already done it all. But he hasn't. Yes, but because of the, he's a Time Lord, so... <laughs> yeah, but they are now different people. Yes, but... The f- so his now his memories now, post-regeneration... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...won't be Shooty Gatwa's memories. But this... Because they they are separate yes, entities. Yes, but apparently... So the way that they've, they're explaining it is that it, they are. So he, he does have... So he David Tennant's already done all of his stuff, and then he's just regenerated at the wrong time. Which is why he's but then by generator. That that just makes it even more stupid as an idea because what what's the point in any of it then? I mean, if if that's the I case, mean, if he's already at that yeah. point, I mean, I what, why? I I get it, but I, I I thought it was kind of cool. I did like I kind of liked it, and I liked seeing you know the the two doctors um, working well to get with each other, and the I, I thought it worked quite well. I like it. Yeah. I felt like it was a but I think, it was a good way of doing. Because it's kind of a soft reboot anyway, isn't it? The new Doctor Who. Yeah. So I kind of I thought it was a good way of doing that. The other thing I hated is the TARDIS duplication scene. Yeah, I don't think so it needed they're, to they're be. They're basically like that. talking about you, no, it was fucking stupid. I feel like and they're talking about you know there's only one TARDIS, two Doctors. What we're we gonna do? And he basically he just gets out a big Harley Quinn esque mallet. <laughs> And just twats the side of the say, TARDIS did, and another one comes out of it. Where did the mallet come from? Is that in an old episode that we had, like... Is that from the no, original no. toy maker scene or anything? Like, so I'm just like... No. Like, it felt like there was a missing scene. <laughs> it's like, what in the Looney Tunes am I watching? So, I... It was literally, like, something out of an episode of Looney Tunes back in the day. The way I kind of thought it was going to happen, when he's like, goes... <gasps> and he was like, he has, like, a eureka moment. I was like, oh, shit, because he's bi-generated... Somehow his TARDIS has just appeared as well, and I feel like that would have just been mm. a, a, a easier way of doing it. They just could have gone, oh well, because because you've appeared out of me. The TARDIS there's, there's a new TARDIS as well. If it would have, I think it just would have. I feel like it could have been easier to explain. It would have been easier to just not do it in the first place, also, and have him regenerate um, normally. In the TARDIS, there's that little room where it can build a TARDIS. Why yeah. didn't they just go there and build a TARDIS? Well, you can't build a TARDIS. TARDISes aren't built. TARDISes are grown. Well, I thought they get. A, I thought they went and plucked a, a dying sun that's about to turn into a black hole, and then they keep, and then that's how they they do it. Mm, that little weird. You have tree. to grow it. Yeah, but, you you can't build yeah, one. You you grow a TARDIS. There's some deep seated yeah, law, well, right? Yeah, here. but Ryan, they literally went and got a mallet and just went. <laughs> So uh, yeah. I mean, it made sense. He had a wish. I get it, but you know, like just it just I don't, I don't, it, it was I don't know the hammer me. bit. I don't get the hammer bit. <laughs> I don't. I don't get any of it. Um, Honestly, it it felt like we are literally only doing this so we can pull David Tennant back if it all goes down the shit pan. Talking about Trudy Gatwa now, I think we should I think we mm. should talk about the trailer for the new one. So. Mm. Christmas special's coming out, twenty fifth, yeah. obviously Christmas. Um, love, glad it's back on Christmas. It's gonna be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this New Year. I really like his nonsense. look. I don't know if you've seen, but he has like Gallifrey and text on his nails as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, I like his outfit. 
Anyway, I think we should move yeah, it on. Let's move it on. Yeah, but in conclusion, good episodes, but in my opinion, a bit of a, a wasted opportunity. Yeah, no, I agree. And it didn't feel like it was. It was strange choices. But Neil Patrick Harris absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, incredible. Now, Simo, mm. the next segment of the show is, of course, Between Two Droids, yes. the section where we come armed with a hot take each, maybe one that we've thought of, maybe one we've found, maybe one we've been sent. And what we're going to do is we're going to take our time, mm. well, take it in turns, say where it is, and then see whether we agree. Now, would you like to go first, Simo? I will go first, you know. And You go first. first it's both quite a, quite a musical hot takes mm. today. Um, We're both on theme so this week. My hot take, and I, I feel like quite a lot of people actually agree with this as well, but I feel like it's not done by enough. Um, I feel that al- more people should listen to full albums instead of the odd single, and that's it. Some prime yeah. examples. Um, obviously, you can't do this with every every album. A lot of pop albums are just singles, and they don't have an overarching story. But pro- some prime examples of this are Dark Side of the Moon and Rumours. They're both albums mm-hmm. that if you... You can listen to the odd song, but if you... Dark Side of the Moon, I think, is the perfect one for this, where there is songs in there where it's just a bridge between different yeah. ones and you can't really just take it out and listen to it by yourself and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good song because it's just random gibberish when it's by itself. Mm. But if you listen to the Dark Side of the Moon, start to finish, it is an incredible masterpiece that just... It's like yeah. one big song... It's like it's like an opera. Yeah, it's like a it's a long big song, and it's just wow. And it needs to be. Mm. And I think more people need to start doing this when they do album listens. Um, yeah, I know you've got a vinyl player, um, and I feel mm. like if you listen to vinyls, then you haven't really got a choice to do this. And I feel like it's a perfect yeah. way of getting into it. Um, I've seen some memes to do with it, where it's just like once you start down this path, there's no leaving the path. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I think it is different when you you physically buy a piece of music, whether that's a vinyl or a CD or a tape or or anything compared to streaming when you can just add it to a playlist and and go. If you've never done just album listens, go and do it. Mm. Put put aside 40 minutes. If you just, even it's a brilliant way to relax. Just lie on your bed, put some comfortable lighting on or turn Mm. all the lights off and just put on an album and just to listen to it all the way through, and you'll have a way better experience because the it, it flows yeah. better. There's a story overarching the entire thing. Normally, I, I love story albums. They're so good. They're so yeah. good. Like, um, have you listened to Igor uh, by Tyler the Creator? I've not. I've not. So that it's 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 a rap mm. album, but there's the story in that is incredible, mm. and I, I I just love albums where they are telling a story through the music and it's not just like songs here and yeah, there. I mean, I think it's much more of like a craft yeah. to, to make an album like that it's, than it yeah, is just to produce like 12 random songs, it, for example. It's, it's actually madly impressive, the fact that they can do it. Yeah. Um, Taming Parlour is another great, great example for it. Um, it let's right. go to your hot take. Yeah, well, well I agree with you, Simo. I, I love uh, a story yeah, album. So good. Um, so mine's also a musical one but linked to Doctor mm. Who. Now, Doctor Who famous for its music. Some iconic pieces of music. Um, one of the more recent composers, mm. who I think took over at the start of David Tennant's reign, um, is a composer by the name of Murray Gold. 
Now, Murray Gold gets quite a bit of hate for his compositions. Um, but I'm going to say, my hot take, he has created the best music for Doctor Who. Yeah. Now, this week, I've just been like swamped at work. Last week before Christmas, everything's dropped. Pain in the arse. But there's a, a playlist on Spotify of the like best music from Doctor Who. The first, I think, six songs are Murray Gold songs, and they've got me through this week. I just put my headphones in, and put some Murray Gold Doctor Who tunes on, and I'm just in the zone at that point. And there's my favourite, which I might have mentioned it on a previous show, um, but it's a song called Doomsday, mm. which is, in my in my opinion, one of the best compositions of the past 20 years. It is absolutely incredible. And that's my hot take. Is that Murray Gold doesn't deserve? That's all right. Shall we move it on? Let's move it on. The next section of the show is what we're watching. And what have you been watching? What have you been watching? Oh, oh. whoa! Whoa! Now this is freaky. I'll go first. Oh, I was hoping you was going to do this. I'll go first. We, we almost did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've, I've not watched a huge amount this week, but I've been pretty engrossed in what I've been mm. watching. Um, so I finally crumbled and bought Paramount Plus. Finally, it had to happen eventually. Um, but with the, the only intention of watching Top Gun Maverick and the Yellowstone series of shows. So I'm on the first prequel at the minute, which is 1883. Loving it's so it. good, isn't it? It's, it's so incredible. good. Um, although I won't spoil it, but just before we started recording, I was watching an episode and my favourite character died. <laughs> and I was <laughs> heartbroken. Um, but in a, a slightly different change of pace to what else I've been watching... I rewatched the original Chicken Run. I also rewatched that at the weekend, and and I also watched Chicken Run Two: Dawn of the so, Nugget, which was recommended to me by my brother. Um, shout out my brother! Mm. I know you're listening. Um, my brother's not like a big movie guy, like mm. at all, and he's also not really a big like kids movie guy, <laughs> <laughs> like in, the, in the slightest. This is a kids movie. Um, yeah. And I literally got a text to my brother. I'm pretty sure on the day it released. Yo, bro, you watched the new chicken <laughs> run, yeah? Right, I'm sorry. I was like, who are but you? I just... But, yes, I have. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> chicken run is no kids movie. This is this is a POW camp. This is... This is yeah, true. That's very this, true. Is, this is some extreme stuff. Like, they're, they're dealing with death, existential crisis, mm. uh, dreams. Mm. This is... This is. It made me really want an omelette the other day. I'm not gonna lie. I was halfway through yeah, watching true. it, and they were like egg farms. Oh, I could really have an omelette. Mm. When I met, when yeah. I made one, sat back down, finished off the rest of the episode while eating it. I was like, is this wrong? <laughs> is this is this wrong? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chicken Run Two, not as good as the first one oh, in my opinion. I but because I want to watch it. <laughs> it's 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 hard to top a classic mm, though, isn't it? Is. it? But good all the same. I just wish it didn't take them 23 years to make yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a long time coming, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, and that's all I watched lovely. this week. So, I have watched, and there's one of them that I've really been enjoying. Um, you, you may know that I, I absolutely love Steve Batchel, and I feel like he is the mm. the, the sole heir to uh, the David Attenborough um, lineage in the UK. Uh, he is a mix of Steve Irwin and... Um, Bear Grylls, is that is what he is, uh, and I think I've been watching The Whale. Well, not The Whale. I've been watching Whale by uh, Steve Batchel. It's really good. It's really informative. Uh, it talks about um, 
things that are damaging world populations, how clever they are, the way they communicate, and how similar they are to humans, which is really cool. You should definitely watch it. Um, mm. Incredible Sounds visuals as well. Um, also went with yourself to watch Godzilla minus one, and we watched it in we watched yes. it in four D. Um, wow, it's a two hour <laughs> yeah. roller coaster. Um, just got beaten up to, to Godzilla for two hours. But I was wearing a hat at the t- when we were watching it, and I had to take it off because it kept getting flung off every time Godzilla was on the screen. <laughs> uh, we got absolutely drenched, uh, and we just got absolutely beaten up. Yeah, but it was really cool, really good. Uh, reading subtitles while your while your chairs flying all over the place is actually a bit of a, um, an art that we we had to we had to master. Yeah. But it was really good. And then I've also watched. Um, it's a behind-the-scenes sort of thing for Band of Brothers, and it's called Band of Brothers Boot Camp. Now, mm. for Band of, before they made Band of Brothers, they made all the main actors go away for a, a few weeks uh, on a camp down in, in Hampshire called Longmore Camp, uh, and they made them... They, they taught them military tactics, they made them do mm. fitness tests that they would have done back in, in the army, uh, the, in what the US Army would have done. Uh, they made them do a parachute school... They didn't end up actually jumping out of a plane, but they went to um, RF Bryce Norton and did uh, the indoor jumping uh, course there. Uh, and it's actually, it's, it was mad what they did. They they full on, they had to call each other by the actors' names. They had to perform reconnaissance and stuff like that. They ended up having to mm. perform a platoon attack where like the actors had to perform their role that they would have done in real life and they had to like plan yeah. it all they had to do it and it's actually it's a really informative little watch um, and that was run by uh, an ex-Vietnam vet and it was actually really good the way they did it um, <laughs> I've actually been to where they filmed it so it was quite cool seeing the fact that the rooms are exactly the same as they were 20 years ago <laughs> mm. um, but it was actually really cool um, and the way they, they, it was just really interesting to see that they made actors do all of this and they're having to polish their boots mm. every day they were going up at five o'clock in the morning for runs it was it's actually really impressive what they did um and you, it definitely then shows on screen later on when they're doing yeah. the movements and you can see that the fact that they actually became like a close-knit family and it was really good highly recommend watching it it's on youtube nice so that's that's all. I mean, I watch from Doctor as well, but I, that's. I mean, I mean, go, <laughs> that's always. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently watching through it, so that's going to be on for a while. Now, the next section of the show, Simon, <laughs> on this No Questions Asked podcast, is of course some questions asked. Mm. Now, this week, not necessarily a question, but we've had a request from uh, a faithful listener um, who's wished to remain anonymous. Mm. Um, so I won't use his government name. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll call him Barley. Barley Chucks. We'll call him Barley, right, to keep him anonymous. <laughs> we don't want to give away who it is. Um, and what he's sent us, what I believe the kids call Mimi's. Mimi's, okay. Nowadays. He sent us a Doctor Who Mimi. Um, and this is, uh, it's, ba- it's a bit like a tier list of characters um, of, of different Doctor Who companions. And the premise is, the companions want to storm Area Fifty One. Okay. These are where this is what happens to the characters. So in the first tier, we have they can't stop all of mm. us, and we have Captain Jack Harkness, Amy Pond, Clara Oswald, and Bill. I can't remember your second name. Not Stooky Bill, but Lady Bill. 
Lady Bill. <laughs> well, that's um, all right. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate to have those guys in that tier. They're, I feel like um, Jack could easily get there. He has, like, didn't he have, like, a teleportation device at a time? Like, could he time travel? Yeah, but, you know, it's like... <laughs> I've got a Ferrari. He's got a space hopper. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he did have like an actual space hopper. Like, but that's a quote for you. Yeah. Um, in the next tier, we've got. Please don't go. They absolutely can stop all of you. <laughs> and in this one, we have uh, Martha, we have Rory, right. and we've also got Yasmin. Slander against my boy Rory because, like, yeah, Rory deserves better, the, bro. The the Roman. He could easily take yeah. all of them. He like guarded a yeah. box for two thousand years he's, with a sword. He's, got this. he's made of plastic. Come on. <laughs> yeah. In the next tier, if we Naruto run, we could dodge the bullets. He's, 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 he's and right. In that one, he's right. We have Ryan, mm. which thing? Yeah, is probably the approach he would take and end up dead. Um, in the next tier, we have have fun dying. Lol. And we have Donna Noble. Yeah. Which yeah. Are, I think, yeah, it's pretty much on brand. Yeah. yeah. So that one's spot on. Um, the next tier we have actually goes in. And we have Graham, a.k.a. Bradley yeah, Walsh. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> Yeah, he'd go along with anything. Yeah. You know, he's down for it. He's a... Uh, I reckon he's got the skills, you know? I've, I've, yeah, I think so. And then we have the ones that actually get in. And we have Rose... And River Song. What a pairing, by the way. Yeah, I think I think they've actually got that pretty yeah, spot on. To I, be although fair. I feel like Jack would get in. I feel like Jack would. Yeah, get in. I think he. Yeah, he'd, well, he'd just keep keep dying <laughs> until he made it. <laughs> or I he suppose. would flirt with the security guard and get in. Like he's he's got. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah it's easy, right? Um, but no, I, I think that's pretty much spot on. Um, and of course, a big thank you to Barley Chucks for sending mm, it in, thank you, and Chucks. thank you for listening. Uh, if you've got a question you'd like to ask us, please, please do. Yeah. Send it through to our email at mm. twojoyspodcast at gmail.com. That's twojoids, number two, podcast mm. at gmail.com. Or on our socials at the Two Joys Podcast, pretty much everywhere other than Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, send yeah. it through. We're on Reddit, the... Twitter, or X, as the kids call it these days. Yeah. You know, send us what you want. Yeah. And uh, keep your eyes peeled on socials. Mm. We're uh, we're planning a little something. Yeah. I feel like we can we can we, give a little teaser, I mean, can't I mean, we? We can say it. Yeah. So next week on the show is going to be Aquaman. After that will be the last show of the year, in which we are going to be conducting the Two Droids Podcast Awards. We're going to do awards, baby. This is bigger we than are. the Golden so, Globes, and this is bigger. Oh yeah, this it is. is prestigious. Now, what if there's a way we yeah. can actually send these awards to whatever like person wins them? <laughs> like, make, make it's like a little paper plate with. A... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like written in crayon. Well done. But, like the D's back from the two choice podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we we're going to put it to the uh, the public mm. vote. Um, so it'll be an, an al- amalgamation of votes from across different social platforms. Yeah. Um, so keep your eyes pick, uh, peeled on Reddit yeah. and on X slash Twitter, and make sure you vote for your favourites. Whatever you want, you know. And if you've got, you know, before we get to that point, yes. If you have something you'd like to see nominated, make sure to let mm. us know. Yeah, I send it through. Why not? 
Mm. Hey, just do it. Uh, this is the most important events occasion of the calendar. Yeah, year. we could have been tuxedos for this. Um, Ricky oh, Gervais yeah, is hosting it. For this. You know, like this is. is we, we've got. We've only given him half pints a while ago. We don't <laughs> trust him on full ones. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibbs is going to be there as well. So we thought best play it safe. Yeah, we've not invited Will Smith this year though. <laughs> yeah, um, but Simo, is that the show? That is the show. So, like we said. Send it all through to our, our email at two podcast at gmail.com mm. or the two joys pod everywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for listening, as yeah. always. Thank you to yourself, Simo. I, like we've already said, you hold me hostage. I can't, there's nothing I can do. I have to do well, this. Yeah, well, manners are important. <laughs> uh, and of course, thank you to Who Clothing, as always, mm. for sponsoring this episode. And we will see you next week with Aquaman. Alon Zeke!